Hello everyone, welcome to the Gaming But At What Cost podcast, where we game, but at what cost? Speaking of gaming, I've done absolutely none, but I'm your host, Nighty. Uh, I'm joined by my esteemed fellow, Mr. Nom Nom McGee, Mr. I throw down food like I'm a menace to society, Mr. Um, uh, freshly proposed, uh, James. Oh, yeah! I don't I'm know eating why. First See, I, I went through that a little heavy there. I just kept you trying did. to one up myself, and eventually you introduced me like a like a wrestler. I felt like I needed intro music and like fireworks. All right, next time we'll do that just for you. Got you. Just I love for it. You. We'll get that. Well, as everybody knows, we've been uh, living our lives out. Uh, if you haven't, uh, we've been uh, you know living life. I'm talking in circles. You are. I've had such However, a long day. I will begin with saying I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving, got their bellies full, and enjoyed time with their families and or friends. Yeah, um, I ate, and then I was going to go to a black Thanksgiving, and then we got there and immediately had to leave, and I was, I was a little sad. I was ready to chow down. A what Thanksgiving? Uh, a bl- uh, there's no good way to say this out loud, is there? <laughs> That's right. I was like, you want to repeat that? <laughs> I see the error. I was like, you want to run that by ways. me one more time? I see the error of my ways. There's really no good way to say that. Basically, I miss out on a really good Thanksgiving. Anyhow. Before I take, you know, a one-way... For everyone who knows in the podcast, my mom is black. So, yes, he did miss out on some good air food. I did miss out on some majorly good food. Um, I will say that if anybody watched the uh, last podcast, we were talking about the preseason of, you know, season one. We were talking about, you know, what we're expecting, what we're hoping for, everything like that. See, it's here, and I can't tell whether I deeply adore it or am just pained by it, just heavily pained. Because I'm I, totally enjoying the game. No, because DMZ was fun. I will say that. DMZ was fun. It still is. I, I've actually, after the podcast, do you want to play? Uh, yeah, uh, we're definitely going to run up some DMZ. Uh, Warzone... As much as I hate it, it's actually really fun. I have like two or three wins already. I know there are people with like 50, 60, 150 already. But, you know, my. I do think. One thing that I want to touch on while we're on the topic of Warzone is the the fact that they added the uh, the champions victory in Warzone, where you get like five wins and then you got to build a nuke and then set the nuke off in the Warzone. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, if you get five wins in a row, you get, like, a special challenge. And you get to set off a nuke and destroy the war zone. And it's called, a, uh, like, a champion's victory or something like that. It's cool. Uh, well, I, I mean, I would like to do that, but I've only won, like, two or I three suck. games so far. And that was, like, me trying my little wee-wee off, so. Oh, I'm absolutely fucking garbage at Warzone. Oh, God. DMZ is fun, though. I just feel that we've gotten to the point of DMZ where we've done just about everything. So it's just kind of redeploying. 
And yeah, we pretty much. Thing. I mean, we just gotta start grinding our challenges. I'll support. tell you what, Bobby. I have the resort key and like two other named places keys that I found. Oh, dog! I found the resort <laughs> key in the pocket of a jacket at the resort on a solo run, and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn!" Because I wanted to run it. But, James, Sorry, what would you say, from what we said, uh, you know, two weeks ago to now, what do you feel, how do you feel about it? What what would be your expectation from then to now, what we were talking about? What would I you think rate it? That, I think that DMZ definitely met my standards. I think it's fun. I think, and with it only being the beta, I feel like there's a lot more to come. I feel like we're not... Not to mention the buggy mess that it is already, but... So I'm super excited with it, and I'm ready to see what direction they're going to take. Multiplayer still ridiculously buggy uh, because they're marketing Warzone and focusing on Warzone over the actual main game, which is this year, big mistake. Big, 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 big mistake because they, they actually made a really beautiful fun like intriguing game with like a unique weapon level system and perk system and everything like it's completely unique it's nothing like it's similar you know because it's all call of duty but it it's unique in its own way if you know what i'm saying yeah i, I feel that i mean i i thoroughly enjoyed dmz i think it was put together well it's just there's some shit that makes zero fucking sense like i brought back home 30 you know, three-play armor vest. Doesn't matter. They do not yeah. stay. All my self-reses don't give a damn. Precision. Yeah, well, you gotta, you, you gotta think of it and look at it this way. It's the beta. They're gonna see what the community has to say about it and then yeah, look, go for it. Give me a motherfucking... Give me, give me a backpack that I can steal from. Let me not equip my greatest shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say I'd say DMZ was about an eight, and I'm I'm thoroughly surprised by Warzone. I think it's actually decently fun, and not like really really stupid. That also might be because I've been doing really well, and it feels pretty fluid. But I like I I hate the new looting system. I think that is dog shit. It is so hard. I to actually pick up enjoy shit the new looting system. It is so hard to pick up shit off the ground, but I do enjoy the backpack aspect of it, but, like, the stuff popping out of the containers is so annoying, especially when it, like, lightly overlaps another UI and you can't pick up the thing you want. I do like how the guns drop, though. However, the storm plays this year are going to be nutty because of how many stems you can carry. That is very true. Uh, Along with being able to carry a heartbeat sensor, it's crazy. Also, the absolute just, it's funny because you really, you can get your loadout, but it's actually hard to get your loadout. You're not guaranteed one. So it makes the game much harder, but a lot more fun since everyone isn't running around with, you know, their loadout and the world's greatest gun. Now, eventually, by kind of the end of the game, everyone should have loadouts, 
If you don't, it's not like, oh, it's an immediate loss. I mean, I took a black sight from someone, got a minigun, and won the game with a minigun and a scar off the ground. Won the game. It was real easy because I had the scar for range, and then anytime somebody got close, whoop, and then just birth. All I have to say is birth. But you know, I, I really do. I really do enjoy it. I think it was put together well. Now the battle pass is kind of cool. The weapons. Oh, dude, really I'm almost cool. my battle pass. The weapons are really cool. Oh, you know what? I think the by far the best part of uh, Warzone and DMC is What's the that? amount of XP you get for doing well and not just showing off. Because yeah, I you agree. still get pretty good XP for just showing up. But dog, I can get like 90k in a Warzone game where I place top 10 with like 10 or like five or 10 kills. So I think the I I love this XP and I also like uh, the prestige system they were talking about. I like that a lot too. Well, James, oh, in its total, uh, in its to man, totality. Yeah, that's the word. I I was thinking that was the word, but at the same time I was like, eh, is it not? I don't know, but yes, in its totality, what do you? What do you, what do you, what, what would you rate it? What would you give it? DMZ or the game as a whole? The game as a whole. After season one update, since, you know, we have a post. Well, you out. know, you know me and you know how I feel about Call of Duty. I do. So I'm going to say this, and I mean this with the utmost respect. I'm going to give it. A solid seven and a half, and I think it's one of the better Call of Duty we've gotten in the last few years. Yep. Yep. I agree with that, 100%. I definitely think it's better than 2019. It's definitely better than World War II, Vanguard, and Cold War's multiplayer, for sure. I, I definitely think it's the best multiplayer we've gotten in quite a few years. It just it especially with the prox chat and everything, man, in the war zone and the DMZ, it just feels like it just feels like the old days for me, man. Like the gunplay, the movement, everything. It just kinda of, it kinda of takes me back. It does. I'm I love a good dolphin dive. I love seeing people just dolphin dive around while you snipe at them. It's so much fun. Just watching how people play the game now. I think Warzone is much better than it was. I especially feel like taking out slide canceling and B hopping was an amazing move. Cause it was it was pretty rough. Slide canceling ran that game. Yeah, if you didn't know how to slide cancel perfectly, you were not doing well in Warzone. You couldn't win a game. Only thing I hate about this Call of Duty. Oh, the drop shotting. That's nope, my M16 one is ridiculously underpowered. You know what? For once in my life, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I feel real bad for people who want to use the M16. It is top-tier horseshit. 
Well, how do you think I feel? I'm doing long shots with it as of right now. Well, mm. I'm on it. I've already done my 74U and my 545. Oh, They're both so already flat. You're really just... Oh, God, that's got to be awful for you. Oh, it, it's pretty... It, the way I've got it built, man, as long as you can hit both bursts, it, it's pretty quick and it's pretty easy to get killed. Bro, I haven't played it. And then, you know, with Shoot House days. being in the game, it, it you know, it's just one lane. Pretty much almost half the lane's a long shot, so... Yeah. It's, uh... It's not as hard as you would think. Uh, I, I, I think, for once, COD did a pretty decent job. I think they did amazing. The best they've done in years, but that's just me. Very true. Well, I know you're all waiting for the interview. But right before we get into the interview, this is where sponsor segments. I don't know, I'm trying something new. The sponsor is Dubby, as they always are. A big sponsor of the channel. Now here's a quick word from our sponsor, Dubby. Ah. Hey yo, do you drink anything when you game, like uh, coffee or a gaming formula? Oh, um, I mean I do, uh, but it's it's not you, drink- you know it's not a really known brand. It's called Dubby. Oh, what's Dubby? Well, uh, you know, Dubby is kind of a newer company. It sells, uh, it sells like a jitterless gaming formula with patented neurofactor to, you know, help focus and give you a boost of energy, but without, you know, the hard crash of energy drinks or some other gaming formulas. Well, that's good, but, I mean, how much sugar and calories does it have? Not any. It's, uh, zero sugar, zero calories. I mean, I've got, I'm looking at the label right now, I've got a tub right beside me. Hmm. Hmm. What about, like, maladextrin and fillers and artificial colors and stuff? Still none. And on top of that, it is keto-friendly. Huh. And, well, I mean, your average what about... Your container comes with 250 milligrams of vitamin C, 15 milligrams of vitamin D3, Seven milligrams of vitamin D six and two hundred micrograms of vitamin B twelve. So you also get your vitamins on top of it. What if I don't like you know me, I quit caffeine. What if I don't want that caffeine or I don't want the neurofactor? What if it's just something refreshing I want to drink? Well, there's a hydration tub just for that. And on top of that, there is uh, a pure caffeine blend that doesn't have the neurofactor in it. So if you just need the caffeine and you don't want the neurofactor, they've got that. And if you don't want no caffeine, no neurofactor, just a hydration blend, they have that too. Well, I mean, I've just looked them up, and a full tub is just a little expensive. I mean, what if I don't? What if I don't like it? Well, there is. Uh, a starter pack that they just restocked recently uh, that comes with a shaker and two packets of Dubby for you to try at a discounted price. And I can give you another discount on top of that using my code 90. That's N-I-T-E-E-E. That's three E's. N-I-T-E-E-E for 10% off at checkout. I think I might just have to pick some up. And... Uh, w is releasing two new flavors upcoming. One is a mystery flavor to be revealed 
when it drops, and they're also coming with a blue raspberry flavor from the community. So remember to use code 90 at checkout, and thank you, W, for sponsoring this episode. Now to get into the interview. Now, today we have the great, wonderful, you can see him here, King Spade. How are you today, good sir? Hello, how are y'all doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty all right. I had a pretty bad mishap with my daughter this morning, but she got cleaned up. Well, you know. Trust me, I get that. (laughs) My home is always a mess. Oh, no, this time it was her playpen that got covered in, yeah. Ah, been there, done that, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, it's the first time she's ever done it, and, like, she got it on her pillow, on her pacifier, on her bottle, on her toys, everywhere. Yeah, man, if you take your eyes off of them when that happens and you don't know it, they will play in it like it's Play-Doh, and it is disgusting. (laughs) You didn't have to give that, though. You didn't have to give that comparison. You could have just said it. No, no, but he's right, though, because her playpen has a mesh part in it, right? Oh, and she can watch TV. All in between the mesh. It's like a. When I tell you she played like it was Play Doh, she grabbed it and started smushing it through. It's like a fucking pasta maker, that mesh. Oh, that's not. Yeah, I mean, it's a good morning, but I can tell you I've had better. Yeah, I, I I I feel for you, brother. I feel for you. Well, uh, Mister uh, Spades, uh, introduce yourself as you see yourself. Well, well, as y'all know, my name is King Spades. I've I'm a small streamer. Uh, I started, I want to say, less than a month ago. Uh, last week, I only had three followers. I'm up to eleven. And, yeah, I mean, most of my uh, help and people I play with come from Dubby. I'm one of their, I don't even know how you call it, salesmen? You're, I mean, you're basically an affiliated partner. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I you're guess it, you can call it like that. Contract, but you are accepted into their program. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, starting off streaming, it's it, it's it's hard. If you want to become a streamer, I'm not really looking to become a big streamer to make my life out of that. No, it's more of bringing joy and bringing fun entertainment and content to the younger kids or adults that are just trying to get away and just find something funny. Which is, of course, always great. I can agree, but it is a, uh, it is definitely something to start streaming. It is, uh, it is definitely something. It is not an easy task oh no like they said five ish years probably coming up on six what in the world is happening i think james is screwing with stuff it sounds like his child got his phone i know it didn't because i know his kids are technical difficulties i apologize how does this sound yeah this sounds better yeah it sounds pretty decent you're not cutting in and out yeah. I mean, like, is it better? Is it worse than without the headphones? Is this. I think the sound quality is worse, but it's not as choppy. But that's just ah. maybe a personal thing. I don't care. Let's 
Let's do what we came uh, to yeah. do. Uh, technical difficulties, I'm semi-retarded. Technical difficulties, but at least you guys know this is all one take, even though I don't touch this shit with a ten-foot pole. <laughs> I literally take this converted yeah. to an audio file and send it out to life, so you guys don't get to hear no cuts. Yeah, Anything you say raw, can and will be used against you in the court of I don't know. The internet. The court of the yeah. internet. The interwebs. At least I wasn't Very muted. And like, you know, never mind. I'm not gonna say that. That's maybe <laughs> information. Yep, that's life. No. Um, well, for sure, everybody gets what I'm doing. So, you know, after your kind of first stream, was it just something like what led to that first stream? What led up to that? Well, I want to. I started streaming on my Xbox. What was it? 360. Yeah. Uh, it was the Black oh, Ops Two wild. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was me, my brother, and my brother-in-law. So yeah, we were playing that. Uh, I accidentally pressed uh, the sharing button, sharing button, and it kind of just did like a thirty-minute clip of us uh, trying to trick shot. And uh, what's that map? Well, it's the basketball Walmart? court. Oh, uh, damn! Actually, I think it's I called Raid. It's, it's Raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raid, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like after that, it was went to my YouTube that I set up through my Xbox. It was mainly just to watch videos, and uh, yeah, I got a few comments, and I guess just seeing the entertainment that I was pushing out towards little kid, like younger audience, and then just random people that are saying, "Oh, you know, y'all were funny and this, this and that." I guess that's what kind of pushed me into becoming a streamer. Now, is just to bring enlightenment and then just like bringing people's day up. Well, after that first stream, what led to like the second stream, the second stream, and the third stream? You know, what made you come back? Mm, well, my second stream, uh, I want to say there was not a lot of people coming in and out of the chatting options or just in general. It's just, for me, it felt like showing my kids something fun. Or just me showing a few of my uh, homeboys or just random people. And I just feel like I I've, I could just sit there, play my games, and then just bring somebody's day to become better. And then I guess that's what keeps bringing me back to becoming a streamer and just constantly doing that. It's just the enjoyment that I see from people that's, uh, that say, oh, it was a nice uh, stream. Like, uh, I want to say... Two days ago, I was streaming Fall Guys, and some random uh, person came in. They're like, yeah, I like Fall Guys, and then I'm looking for people. And I introduced myself to them. I welcomed them to the stream, and I told them that we can play someday. And yesterday, that I played with them, my wife, and then my brother. And that's what brings me enjoyment to streaming is just being a part of somebody else's day that may have been miserable or may just been a fun day for them. So you said you didn't want to make it a career, but what's an aspiration you have for your streaming career? Just have a small community if I can, like less than 2,000 people if watching me. I mean, I can care less about tips. I can care less about donations. It's just having people there and to not feel alone, I guess. 
I guess that's one of the reasons why I do become a streamer because I do have abandonment issues. And yeah, I, just having people around playing or enjoying their hobbies is is what I look forward to. So kind of like building a community and, you know, building a safe yeah. place to, you know, brighten people's day and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you're pretty new to streaming and everything like that. But, I mean, do you want to expand further in the future? Do you want to expand to, like, YouTube or, like, making TikToks? From like stream clips and stuff like that like do you want to expand or are you kind of i'm here for the live making you know brightening people's days live with chat and everything well no i do ex uh i do plan to expand my the person i am i do plan to make tiktoks or short videos on youtube uh i've been looking up programs or software for my computer to go from my clips from twitch to become like 30 second videos and just put them on YouTube shorts or uh, TikTok. So obviously you're, I mean, it is hard. I will tell you as somebody who's trying to, you know, branch out to YouTube clips makes it a lot easier, but I was trying to, you know, upload daily with a series and then stream and do schoolwork and have to, you know, be a manager for someone else. It was it was a lot on my plate, but I do think YouTube is a great way to grow. I mean, I've actually kind of phased out my streaming to specifically focus on this podcast, but me and James were just talking about it. I'd love to get back into streaming, set a schedule, you know, be consistent with it, but I have so much going on in my life. I always feel like, you know, every time I want to go stream, I'm like, well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I want to listen to this, and I want to listen to that, because right now, my choice is I use my PS5 and stream, and I play with my friends, or I go to my PC and stream, and I play by myself. Look, as much as, you know, I love streaming as much as the next guy, and I don't care about my viewership, but it's real hard to talk to yourself for multiple hours on end. Yeah, I, I that's one problem I'm seeing is uh when you're becoming a like a start off streamer and there's nobody in the chat, it's kind of hard to involve into any kind of conversation because there's it's only a one sided piece. And then whenever I look up tips to become a better person or a better streamer, that's what they say. It's always the same thing: is you need to involve in the community. But how do you expect to do that if there's not anybody in the stream or any chatters or anything like that? Yeah, it is real hard to talk to yourself for hours. But, I, I mean, I do thoroughly... I mean, I do thoroughly enjoy streaming, even if it is to that one person that pops by. Which kind of leads me to my next question, as obviously you're not, like, a big, huge streamer. You have, you know, a couple of followers. and But what do just those couple of followers mean? Well, I can tell you the first three people that followed me and they stuck around for the first hour and a half watching my first few streams. It it brought me enjoyment. It brought me something that, you know, hasn't been there for a while. Like I when I see them talking to me and when I seen the three people consistently consistently watching me, it made me feel 
better of myself. It made me feel like, oh, I can actually become somebody and, you know, enjoy their presence or them enjoy my presence when I'm playing games and kind of showing them how to play the game or seeing if I can just make a fool of myself while I'm playing. And then when when it became up to 10 people watching me at, at, at certain points, there were more people talking to each other and then bringing, involving me into the conversation. I felt pretty good. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt really good whenever people would in, in like invite me to their conversations in my chat. And yeah, it made me feel that I was always important to them. Yeah, I always feel like that one person makes everything. You know, I, <clears throat> what's the best way to put this? I feel like that one person, even if it is, you know, just that one person, always makes you feel so great. Because you can know that you're at least entertaining a singular person. Yeah. And someone, at least, you know, enjoys your content. Because that feels great for you. But not only because, you know, somebody's enjoying your content, but because you're making someone's day, you're making them laugh, you're making them smile. Or feel noticed sometimes, depending on, you know, who the person is. Yeah, I I mean, I can tell you now... uh... I'm not a real big emotion person. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I hate emotion. I don't like being happy most of the time. But whenever I'm streaming, that brings out the inner child inside of me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, oh, I'm not just a lifeless soul walking around society, you know, just trying to pay their rent, go to work, a nine to five job, or you know, get bossed around. No, I just feel like I'm an actual single person having fun enjoying or having or making people's day i don't just feel like a a a mindless soldier walking around society yeah i get that well your name is king spades how'd you come up with that uh growing up uh my mom and my dad didn't have the best relationship so my nickname for my mom was always King, but it was always in Spanish. It was always uh, Mi Rey or some, some some stuff like that. Like she would just always call me uh, Kings and I was always good at spades. Uh, I can tell you now in middle school, I used to play people uh, playing spades and take their money. I was locked up, boy. I took everybody's commissary. I didn't play. <laughs> No, but yeah, I used to play spades and like I would teach people how to play spades in middle school or in high school and I like I'd play dollar games or play their lunch. And yeah, I kind of just put the two most important things is uh, me playing spades cuz I was locked up and that's what kind of passed my time was playing spades and uh yeah, I put the two most important things my mom's uh nickname for me and then the game and I kind of just merged them together. So, I mean, obviously, uh, as we've stated a few times, not to, you know, beat a dead horse, but you are a small streamer. So how do you feel mm-hmm. you are treated, whether it's in the community or, you know, talking to other people, you know, being a small streamer? Well, I do have two different Discord uh chats. It's uh the Chill House or KDT. I do see a lot of people posting their streams in their chats and getting, you know, big amounts of followers and recommendations to their streams. Well, but when I do it, I don't get 
barely one or two people come to my streams from those two Discord chats. I kind of feel like they look at me as someone that doesn't want to waste their time or I don't like, yeah, they don't want to waste their time on me to watch my streams or anything like that. I think it's just because I started off so like late in the game of becoming a streamer because now it's a repetitive thing ever since coronavirus hit. Yeah, it's been bad. I just feel like uh, it would be better opportunity and fair if the big streamers would come down to the small ones and, you know, kind of just interact with them, give them better tips on how to become a better streamer or how to make better content. So we're talking some like Reagan trickle down economics here, or at least in theory, trickle down yeah. economics. Which if anybody doesn't know that reference, you should be very, very proud of yourself. Nor should you learn what that is, because you will be very, very mad once you do learn. <laughs> yeah, it will piss you off beyond belief, I promise you that much. Well, obviously, we, you know, mix mental health and gaming, because a lot of people use gaming as an escape. And so we always like to ask people, you know, no matter how big, no matter how small, you know, what does mental health mean to you? And I know it's a very big and broad question. We have people, you know, can you narrow it? But it is kind of a very large and heavy-handed question. So, but as to the best of your ability, what does mental health mean to you? Oh, I can tell you now. Mental health has played a big part in my life. Um, I have severe depression, severe anxiety. I do have schizophrenic. I am a schizophrenic. Um, I do black out at some points, and my other personalities do take over. Um, it, it's playing games while having those mental illnesses. Uh, it keeps me focused. It keeps me all those dark voices, and it keeps everything else outside of my head while I'm playing, and I'm super focused on one game. It's it's a way to escape from everything that was bad in my life. Um, I can say it was, some of them are my choices and some of the reasons why my mental illnesses exist is because of my choices. Um, but yeah, games have always been there and have always helped me cover up all my mental illnesses. Uh, sometimes they get bad, sometimes they don't. Like this morning, after my daughter did her accident, <laughs> I just kind of saw the bright side of it. Because playing games kind of made me realize that you can't always blame your mental illnesses on everybody else. You just got to find a way, like gaming, you just got to find a way to block everything out. Block all the negativity out. Do you believe games could be unhealthy for it? You know, you focus all your time and... Maybe not a fake reality, but something that's not the real world. It's, you know, it's an escape of what video games is. Do you think that can be harmful? To a certain extent, yes. I, I've i put myself through that. I used to skip school and play games to escape the real world. Now it's more of a hobby. So is streaming. But yeah, it depends all on the person's person mental state. Uh, it's, it can go really wrong real quick. Uh, like most of the school shootings that I've seen in the past three years, most of them 
place the game uh, the blame on games like shooting games like Call of Duty, uh, Battlefield, and like other games that are first person shooters, they put the blame onto the school shooters for the games, which I don't. S- I don't take it as the reason why there's school shootings and stuff like that. So, yeah, it it all depends on the person's mental state that they can blame that it's a bad choice to constantly play games. I would say take a few hours out of your day or a few minutes out of the day to go outside, take a deep breath of fresh air. Just relax. Don't constantly be stuck on a screen. I, I believe, you know, some outside time is great. Uh, and I mean, at the end of the day, mental health is something that is criminally, criminally under, I don't know if it's uh, underused, but it's definitely, nobody takes it as seriously as they say they do. Yeah, no, like I've seen a lot of people go really wrong. I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, I'm going to butt in. I'm gonna stop this conversation. Sorry, I've been having like coughing fits. Everybody, <laughs> that's a hell of a coughing fit. <laughs> that is a hell of a coughing fit, right there, buddy. Yeah. Cough so hard, got booted. That's enough headphones for me. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was as I was saying, I had to butt in. I'm probably getting sick. I've been having coughing fits, so I've been staying muted, so I don't absolutely traumatize everyone but hold on hi there we go we'll get there eventually don't worry i'm working on it men's mental health is a joke that's what i was about to weave in is that everybody talks very highly and says you know you know, men Mental health is a big more, issue until it's a man. Thing like that, and we need to uh, men need to open up more. You know, if they just talk about it, but then when they talk about it, no one wants to listen. Be a man. Yeah, man I, up. I've I've been on that side of the road. It's it's really rough. Uh, I try to talk to half my family about my mental health, and they just look at me crazy and laugh it off. It's it's rough. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's rough out here being a man and having mental illnesses. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm a diagnosed schizophrenic. I have diagnosed paranoia. I have diagnosed MPD. I'm bi- I'm diagnosed bipolar. I have ADHD, OCD, uh, severe mild to severe depression, severe anxiety. It's rough. It's rough out here. It's especially rough, especially kids. in the mornings when especially you gotta take kids. pills and then watch your kids. It, it's rough, especially it's rough. being a schizophrenic. It's, it's like bad. you feel like a zombie because it's like you don't really have that emotion after you take those pills. So I do my best to stay off of them. I'm actually over a year and a half medicine free. So. Yeah, no, when I went to go get tested for my schizophrenic and my depression and all that, it was, I want to say six years ago. I only took it for about a week and I didn't like the way it made me feel. It made me feel like I wasn't my own self. I was just letting someone else control my body. Yeah, I felt, that's the same way I felt. I always felt like a, like a shell of who I was. I just, I wasn't that interested in the things that I normally was interested with, which yeah. is because all the other medications just pretty much heightened my, uh, my MPD because it's, it's, it's rough. You'll be sitting there and like one minute you love something and the next it's just, you hate it all of a sudden. It's nothing but full disgust. Yeah. I mean, you could be on the way and get all the way into the line. 
for uh, yeah, no, I, I, Wendy's I've done and be like, I'm so excited to get Wendy's. And as soon as you go to order, you're like, I fucking hate Wendy's. Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, no, I have a story about that, too, because I went to Micro Center. I live literally down the street from it. Um, I went to go get a graphics card. And I grab it in my hands, and as soon as I go to pay for it, I'm like, I don't want this anymore. It's fucking disgusting. I'm wasting my money on something that's not valuable to me. But it is because, you know, I build computers for my my brother. I build computers for my friends. But that particular time was for me because I needed an upgrade because I was rocking a uh, Fury 9. Uh, yeah, it was a Fury 9 water cool graphics card, and it was old. Like, it's a legendary now. And I went to go buy my graphics card a few weeks ago, and I just sat there in front of the cashier. I'm like, I don't even want this anymore. It's just disgust of wasting. Mine was just kind of unchecked mental health. I knew I had problems. I just refused to deal with them for years and years. And used drugs as a crutch because I felt better. Yeah. And then one day I realized, holy shit, I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, I just sat down one day and I started to think, and I'm like, I think it was actually, oh, I, I think I was actually smoking. And I was like, my life is so fucked up. And I've done nothing about it. I realized that I was super, super depressed. That I had no will to continue. And I was like, holy shit. I'm, uh, I'm not as great as I thought I was. Or led myself to believe I was. And then, you know, I finally sat down and said, fuck it, I'm getting better. Fuck this. You know, it was actually right around the time I got affiliated. Because I was putting in 12-hour days every single day. You know? I hate to interrupt, but can I get a moment of silence just really fast? Yes. Now reintroducing. Oh no, it's the man who's owned by the government. The one, what? the only what? hung over dragon. I'm not hung over this time, just got back. Oh, that's right. You said he has returned from the depths of deployment. Well, it's good to have you back, bud. Uh, well, we'll do a quick introduction. This is the the great King Spade. We're in the middle of mental health, so you got anything you want to share, Mr. Man owned by the government? Uh, not prepared for this. Just joined to say hi to everyone, honestly. Alright, well, say Hello. hi to everybody on the podcast as well. Hopefully we'll see you next week. For sure. I am back in the land of the free, so I will be able to. I'll let you guys get back to a wonderful podcast, and you good boys have fun. Love yes, you, Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Yeah, he joined the PlayStation party, and I had to mute myself and hop on the mic really quick. And I was like, dude, we got to do, like, a little surprise intro. <laughs> Gotta be like, yo. But, uh, yeah, I left my mental health unchecked for a very, 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 very long time. James can tell you, I don't know how he stuck through it. I was pretty bad. Yeah, well, to be fair, we were both pretty strung out on drugs. <laughs> uh, very true, yeah. very true. I, I feel like I've, I was like that, too. Uh, when I first started to get consulting and go get checked out for my mental illness, I was bad on drugs. I was doing, yeah, I was doing a lot. Pills, man. That's me and me and 90s weaknesses, pills. <laughs> oh, I was popping Molly. I was drinking. At one point, I woke up in a field halfway naked of alcohol poisoning. What a legend. 
<laughs> yeah. It, it's rough out here, especially I'm sorry, when you're in Because that's off, off. like that's let's not I'm from. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, like when I tell that story to like my when my me and my wife got together and I told her that story, she was like, "What the fuck?" And you didn't die out there. I'm like, "No." I mean, I woke up multiple times from alcohol poisoning, and I just threw it up, took a bottle of Powerade, and went to work the next hour. Yep, get you some good old uh, Pedialyte, keep in the fridge, go to work hungover, make that check, come back home, do it all over again. Yes, sir, exactly what I was doing. No, but yeah, uh, what was it? I I had a lung collapse, and then I went to go get tested for uh, my mental illness because I was like, it's not right the way I'm pushing my body. So, yeah, after my lung got collapsed from smoking too much and getting into our car accident, I went to a specialist, and they're like, yeah, you have a few, a few problems with you. Nothing a good few thousand dollars paid to the medical industry that you can't fix, even though we're not guaranteed to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been officially diagnosed with anything, mostly because I refuse to go to a doctor. I mean, the closest I got to a counselor was an over-the-phone counselor who I despise. <laughs> Cannot stand that man. Like, no harm to you. But he was trying to relate to me because he used to smoke weed when he was younger. Except he's a God-loving Christian. And he tried to weed Jesus in every little thing. You know, you're depressed because you don't I... got God in your heart. I, don't I think hate that's how people that like works. that. I've always hated people that would bring religion into, like, trying to help you out. I'm like, that's not how any of this works. But all right, you do you, baby. There's nothing wrong with religion. You can believe what you believe in. If you believe no, 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 there yeah, are like... winged people in the sky that fly around and bless you, believe that all you want. Don't take it into my mental health and tell me Jesus is the reason I have depression. Don't you fucking... Don't you try to push that on me. <laughs> I know the church's tactics. I am not going to go see the Pope. You can't make me. You can't make me put a dollar in your basket. For donations that you're just gonna take and make the church better with and pocket half. I'm chilling, Jesus. Well, you we don't <laughs> have a very big uh community, as you know, beating the dead horse of being a small streamer. But you know, we'll say for uh, in a we'll say it in kind of a future tense. How do you uh, how do you want to be able to address uh, mental health in your community? Well, when I first started uh, working at 16, I was already donating money to the suicide hotline. And I was, you know, donating half my checks to men's mental health, uh, health awareness. But, yeah, if I do get bigger and I do start getting tips or donations, most of those would go to organizations that help men and young children and young adults to go get to get the help that they actually need. Because it's, it's not fun going undiagnosed. It's like you always think to yourself, what's wrong with me? Why can't I fit in? Or why does everybody else seem happy when I don't? And I got to fake my happiness. There's a whole lot of, you know, put on your mask and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, growing as a man, and especially coming from a Mexican household, it's you always got to put this fake uh, facade in front of everybody and just make sure that they don't, 
think that you're crazy because that's what my family was going through at first. They all thought I was crazy and abusing drugs and becoming crazy for that. I was like, no, I'm using drugs to support and to still keep living. It's the only thing that I found that works for me. It's what all addicts tell themselves. I found something that works to make me not feel the way that I feel. And you're just postponing the inevitable. Yeah. I mean, hey, whatever works, works for you. It's all different for everybody. But yeah, I went through the same thing of abusing drugs. But yeah, if I do become bigger and I start getting donations, most of that would go to uh, foundations that help the younger youth and men to actually get help that they need. Which I think is a great cause. Well, we don't want to waste any more of your time. We know you're a busy man with children and a wife. Well, I don't know what the fuck that feels like, but James can relate. <laughs> well, he's got a fiance, but, you know, it's good enough. Yeah. I mean, hey. yeah, I mean it's it's a wonderful thing. It brings the joy back into your life. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. I appreciate I appreciate y'all having me as a guest. Of course. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, man. You as well. Oh, diggity diggity James, how are you good, sir? What what did I miss? Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> coughing lungs out. It's kind of hard to breathe, but I'm making it. Coughing your lungs is one of those uh, struggle things. What? You were coughing your lungs out so hard that, you know, you forgot to breathe. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Where'd you go? Uh, we're done. You missed oh. it because you were coughing. We are in the uh, end game now. We're in the post-interview. We're in game now. We're in the end game now. Dr. Strange. Yeah, call me doctor. I didn't even know I did that on purpose. But I mean, I mean, that was a kind of a different insight from a small streamer. You know, somebody who's just started. It was. Already has, someone you know, from a yeah. lot of those mental that we want to bring to light. So that was actually really enlightening and, and really. Have, you know, big dreams of not, you know, money filled, rich, famous. Yeah, he just wants a small community of people that care about each other and a support. Community that, you know, about supports about each other and cares. And, yeah. He wants to build kind of a big old family. A safe haven. I love that. I love that so much. He was a very humble, very kind person who, who, who you can tell has been through quite an ordeal in life. And I mean, those are the kind of people we want to open up and have on the podcast more. Because, so you, 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 you know, Grant, everyone we've had on has had some form of anxiety or, or past depression or still currently struggling. They just really didn't talk about it as in-depth as he did. And I feel like doing that deeper, more isolated talk about mental health is really kind of what's needed, at least every few episodes like that. Well, so I think that I don't brought up I fully agree with that. main under aspect. I think it's more of everybody not only uh, has their own struggles in their own ways, but the ways that they dealt with them and the ways that, you know, they talk yeah, about them. Really everyone's had really similar but total polar opposite, if that makes any sense. It's no. very, well, a good word for it is, you know, the different points of view. So how, you know, Newt was very lighthearted and funny, you know, cracking jokes, where, you know, somebody like Dead Zone, who you missed, was, you know, He's had a lot of struggles. He's had a lot of, you know, friend suicide in his life and stuff like that. 
and it's kind of that balance that you know not saying it doesn't hit as hard or it isn't as bad as somebody for uh, for somebody else but it's kind of seeing the different views that they have on their own struggles and other people's struggles as well as you know how they deal with them and how they go about them and how it affects them same way for you know this has been a while since we called on grape but grape like she has struggles where you know if she doesn't feel a hundred percent or doesn't feel like she's giving her community what she deserves she'll turn off stream and you know sit back and breathe and stuff like that you know take a nap or go to bed you know do something to get our mind off of it. Whereas someone like, uh, shit, I don't know, Waggy. And you love Waggy, but I love Waggy what? deals I love with it in the different way than Great deals with it, which is different than how new. And I, and I think also, I think it's great to, you know, meet all these different streamers from different tiers where, you know, Newt's all the way up here being, you know, this big popular streamer. And then you have a few people in between. And then you have the small streamers like Dead Zone and, you know, King Spade that we just had on. Which, you know, still have the same struggles and want to help, but don't have as much of that community base to help. Yeah, don't have as much of a voice because they don't have as many people seeing and hearing their message. So I think it's a great way to see kind of that gradient of how it is throughout the ranks. You know, everyone still has the similar struggles, but different ways of dealing with it and different ways of going about it based on their community. And I think this has been a really good project. What kind of started off on a whim and wasn't, you know, as mental health focused in the beginning has kind of evolved into something that I want it to be. And it was all because somebody gave me kind of a light push and gave me a reason and I just went out and did it and it has done wonders for me I mean I love this thing it is literally my baby but I got some wings to screw up so let's uh let's end this podcast and get it going oh yeah man I'm ready we got like almost the whole OG squad well the entire OG squad ready to game so I'm really excited it's been a long time since the four of us have been together well, uh, everyone, if you enjoyed this, uh, if you enjoyed this, please hit that like, uh, hit that like button, and subscribe. It's completely free. You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm just saying, if you want to, uh, we are trying to spread mental health, and by the end of the year, we are trying to, you know, reach 200 happy faces, or I guess our voices reach ears, but heh, potato, potato. But I've been your host, Nighty. I've been your co-host, James. And this is gaming, but at what cost? Where we game, but at what cost? At what? Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, remember, Jesus loves you.